Welcome to Mind Your Business. I'm your host, Stephen Meadows, and we have come to that time of the month, which is my favorite, which is the third Tuesday of every month, where we have the burning questions segment of our show. I love these. Thank you guys so much for sending in your questions. As a reminder, you can either email them to me, info at cmvbooks.com. You can send them through social media, or there's a link in the show notes where you can actually leave me a voice message. And if you do so, and I choose your question, I will include the audio on the podcast. So please, please send in your questions. I do love answering them. Remember, they don't have to just be about real estate. They can be about anything business or sales related. Just so happens that most people ask me about real estate stuff. So Let's just dive right in, shall we? So the first question of the day is from Jennifer in Dallas, Texas, and she asks, how and where should I be spending my marketing dollars? I see so many agents wasting money with little or no return. What works best? Well, Jennifer, let's back up for a minute. You guys have heard that, that I've done uh, I've done a topic on this before, marketing versus branding. So when you say marketing dollars, there's actually kind of two categories. There's marketing and there's branding. Marketing is really, that's that's marketing your, your uh, product, your business. So essentially your listings or whatever. Branding is, is marketing yourself. You're, you're spending money to get people to recognize you and all that. So those are the two kind of subcategories. Let's, but let's call it all marketing for the sake of argument. So everything that we're talking about is marketing in this, in this doesn't matter. We're going to lump it all together in one bucket. So some agents choose to focus on the personal touch, the, um, you know, I want to talk about me and I'm going to send out postcards and flyers and I'll tell you all about myself. Other agents focus on their sphere of influence some focus on uh, kind of the razzle-dazzle. So you get a listing and they pump all their money into extremely high-quality marketing materials and flyers and uh, photography and things like that. That all works in its own in its own way. Uh, it really depends on what you're trying to accomplish. So let's say you're newer to the business. Then you should probably be focusing on your sphere of influence because that is going to be your surest way to a sale. People that already know, like, and trust you. The average person knows nine to 12 realtors. So you have to spend a lot of money to rise to the top uh, of their consciousness. And then you have to hope that you just, you just happen to be catching them when they either are buying, buying or selling themselves or know somebody within the next couple of days that are going to cross their path because they're not going to remember constantly. Oh yeah, I need to send this to Jennifer. So you're either asking for referrals through that kind of marketing or just staying top of mind. But sphere of influence is probably the best return of return on investment you're going to get. So think of it in terms of what would it cost you to, to run a, a, a newspaper ad or billboard or something like that, or even a social media ad, even social media is, one of the cheapest marketing things you can do, uh, apart from like email, but it still costs money. So let's say, oh, I was going to spend a hundred dollars on Facebook ads. Okay. That hundred bucks probably isn't going to get you any business. It might, 
but it probably won't. It'll get you impressions. It'll get you seen, but I doubt it'll turn into any business. What if you spend $100 to do something nice for five or 10 of your sphere of influence? What if you spent $10 a person on a cute little crafty thing or a, I don't know, a bottle of wine or um, something seasonal like a pie? I'm going to drop an apple pie off at your house. Think of the mileage you could get out of spending $10 on 10 people that you know, like, and trust, or that know, like, and trust you. That money is going to come back to you so much faster uh, and at a higher rate of return. So think of your marketing spend in those terms. What can put me in front of the highest quality person, not just the highest quantity of people. So I would really suggest you focus on that aspect of the business. Okay. So that's where I'm going to leave it for right now. Uh, Focus on your sphere and see if you can maximize your dollars by going after the people that already know you. All right. Our next question is from Christian in Lansing, Michigan, my home state. I had a coach tell me that I needed to build a brand. I've been in the business about two years and have sold 10 houses. What sort of brand should I be focusing on building? Well, there's a lot to unpack there. Christian and, and my fellow, my folks out there, you guys know how I feel about coaches. I am a coach. I'm a certified coach. I don't do it professionally. I don't charge for my services, but you know, I'm not a big fan of coaches because I think most coaches aren't actually coaches. I think they're consultants or they're simply trying to sell you something that they have. They're not really coaching you. That aside. So let's just say somebody told you you needed to build a brand. Okay, fine. Taking out the the tainted, (laughs) scorched earth of the the coach topic. Let's talk about what kind of brand you want to build. Now, I think a lot of people confuse niche with brand. Um, Having a niche in the business or niche, as some people like to say, having a niche in the business does not necessarily mean a brand. You're not, you haven't built a brand. You simply specialize in a certain type of business. We're going to stick with real estate. Let's say it's new homes, uh, you know, new construction, or it's vacation homes, or first-time home buyers, or foreclosures, or investors, whatever. Maybe eight of those ten houses that you've sold were to investors. Investors might be a good niche for you to explore, but that is no means your brand. By no means is that what defines you. It is simply something you specialize. Branding takes you a step further as the investor realtor or whatever branding costs money. Okay. So I happen to work for a brand. We won't name names, Cole banker. Uh, and it happens to be the oldest brand in real estate, uh, established in 1906. So a long, long time ago, like 115 years ago, this, this brand was established. That took a lot of effort to build and maintain that. I would challenge you to pick 
two or three people in your market and tell me what their brand is. It's very difficult uh, because most people don't have a brand of their own. We recognize brands because we're bombarded by them. We know the branding of FedEx. We know the branding of Amazon. We know the branding of Nike and all of those companies because they spend millions and millions and millions of dollars reminding us what their brand is. It's not important to have your brand, quote unquote, brand being recognized. They need to know who you are. Who are you? What are you going to do for me? So this applies to realtors. It applies to really everybody. People listen to one radio station, WIFM. What's in it for me? You have to be able to tell them what's in it for them. Why should I care that you're in real estate? Why should I care that you work with investors? Oh, well, I'm an investor, so I care some. But what are you going to do for me that nope, that somebody else can't do? Oh, okay, you do X, Y, and Z. Great, awesome. So not to, I'm certainly not belittling your 10 transactions. Congratulations, that is that is higher than average for, for someone new to the, well, it's higher than average for most people, but especially for someone new to the business, new-ish to the business. But I have seen people come and go in this industry because they focused on the wrong things. And building a brand this early in your career, really at any point, I don't think you should be spending a lot of time and effort on this. But especially this early in your career is a mistake. You will spend a lot of time spinning your wheels. You'll spend a lot of your money. And it won't really make a difference to your business. Spend the time and the effort, as I said earlier, on your sphere of influence. Or uh, on the people, get in front of the people that you want to work with. If you're, let's say, let's that you're an investor agent. I work with investors. Then spend your time going to investor groups, talking with investors, meeting investors. Go where they are and get them to do business with you. Get them to like you and trust you. And then you don't need a brand. They'll just know you. I just know I need to call Christian when I'm ready to, when I'm ready to you know, buy that five-unit building or whatever. So... Don't worry about logos and branding and color schemes and all that. That's what your brokerage has, okay? So your brokerage has its own brand. I happen to work for the oldest brand in the business, but there are plenty of other brands out there that are recognizable as well. Maybe not as much, but they're recognizable maybe locally. So don't worry about it. The people that have had have way more experience than you have built those brands. They know the color schemes, they know the fonts, all that fun stuff. Focus on the business. Get out there and learn how to sell real estate and do it really, really well. Sharpen your saw, take classes on whatever your niche is, and differentiate yourself in some meaningful way, not with some pretty logo. So that's my advice to you, Christian. Keep up the good work. Um, I hope your third year is even more successful than your first two. So congratulations and and reach out if you need more. The final question for today is from Teresa in Knoxville, Tennessee, also another state I used to live in. I have been losing a lot of listing appointments lately. I feel like it might be due to commission. When does it make sense to cut my commission to get business? You know, I hear this a lot, especially in this market. My agents are constantly talking about the pressure to cut their fees and things like that. 
the first bit of advice I will give you is more of a caveat. Before you talk about cutting your fees, you need to check with your broker on what the rules are at the brokerage level. Some brokers have um, have policies in place that require certain um, approvals for rates that go below a certain point. So uh, you may want to check with your broker on that before you go rogue and start slicing and dicing your fee structure. Secondly, it's interesting how you say, I feel like it might be due to commission. So I'm curious if you've actually gotten feedback that, oh, your fees are too high, or if you're just assuming that your fees are too high because they have listed with other people who have offered them less. So do you have proof that that seller went and listed for a percent or 2% less than what you were willing to take? Or is it something else? One of my managers once told me, Jeff Hopper, if you're listening, thank you. I love this. Is that price is an issue in the absence of value. So when I sold real estate, I got my biggest commission of my career off of a floor call or actually a walk-in. She walked into the office when I was on floor duty. I knew what she wanted. Uh, it was a, it was a listing. She was, she had very specific desires. Uh, she wanted to be in a certain publication or whatever. So I constructed my commission, my comp around that thing. I knew that was the thing. I told her what my commission was. She said, what can I get for a percent less? And I said, well, for that price, I wouldn't put you in such and such magazine. I got the, I got the full commission uh, on the sale and sold it in 75 days. So, uh, which seems like an eternity in this market, but back then 75 was a very respectable days on market. Uh, so you have to tailor your presentation to the seller. They're, they're not listing with you for some reason. Maybe it is price. Maybe everyone you're talking to wants to do it for as cheap as possible. But that's not likely. Generally speaking, it, it, it's a kind of a, uh, it's an X plus one, X minus one issue. So picture a pendulum um, down the middle where the pendulum generally sits is like 80%. Okay. To the left is 5% or 15%, I'm sorry, 15%, and to the right is 5%. And it swings back and forth. If you offer three choices of a commission, 5% of the people will always take the most expensive because they want the best of everything. That's the pendulum swing to the right. 15% will always take the cheapest because they just want the best deal. 80% of people will settle right in the middle. They want... They want that balance of value and cost. So there's something in your presentation that's not selling the value of your service. Or maybe it's a confidence thing. Maybe they're just not trusting you. You're not selling you. So I would maybe practice with some other people in your office and say, can, can I do a listing presentation with you? And you tell me some honest feedback. And you, but you have to be willing to take the honest feedback and apply it. It's constructive criticism. It's not negativity. But let's pretend that it's, it is the commission. You're charging too much. 
Before you just cut the commission, talk to your broker about some unique ways around it. Maybe it's uh, offering to pay some of their closing costs. Maybe it's offering to uh, buy a home warranty or whatever. So there's there's all these different things you can do. So what if it's Mr. And Mrs. Seller? I'll tell you what. I, I don't actually discount my my fee because. You know, I have to I have to cooperate with other brokers and I want to make sure that you get the best the best uh, offers and those agents, you know, want to be fairly compensated for their work. However, tell you what, in this case, I'll go ahead and pay all of your closing costs other than the commission. You might say, well, that's a lot of money. It's really not. Seller closing costs are are relatively small. So. If, uh, you know, you do it on paper, so let's say it's a $250,000 house, what's cheaper? $2,000 out of your pocket for closing costs or 1% reduction in the commission? Well, 1% is $2,500, so just back of the napkin math, offering them a $2,000 credit toward their closing costs sounds like a lot of money instead of 1%. What sounds like more, 1% or $2,000? So you can structure it differently without sounding like you're discounting because it's not about, it's not necessarily about the money. It's about your value. You don't want to look like, you know, you're a pushover because one of the, one of the lines that I, I actually love is basically Mr. And Mrs. Seller, I don't feel like in good conscience, I could reduce my fee because you're asking me to defend the value of your largest asset. How can I do that if I can't even defend the value of my own commission, of my own services? It's a great question. So uh, this is a, a very deep well <laughs> from which we could draw. So maybe I'll do a, a different, maybe I'll do a whole episode on, uh, on defending commissions and things like that. But Teresa, I would start with what are you saying or doing that could be an alternative problem, not just the money? It might not be the money. It might be something that you're saying or something that you're not saying that's making them choose a different path. So that is all for today. The burning questions have been quenched. Remember, email me, info at cmvbooks.com. Shoot me a message on social media or leave me a voice message with the link in the show description. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now get out there and make awesome choices. Hey, one more thing before you go. I just wanted to tell you really quickly about an amazing service that I think you'll love. If you're in real estate and you are tired of trying to figure out social media content, I have got the thing for you. I helped a friend of mine develop a company called Gnome Marketing Group, and they offer Facebook page management for an incredibly low price. So basically how it works is you sign up, you make them an editor on your business page, and they will post 12 different posts per week. So it's two per weekday, one on the weekend each day for you. You don't have to do anything. They, they have hashtags and everything. It's really great. And it's incredibly cheap. If you go to knowthegnome.com slash coupon, you can sign up with my coupon code, Stephen45, 
and get it for $45 a month. That's incredibly cheap for someone to do all your social media posting for you on your business page. Again, that's know the gnome, K-N-O-W-T-H-E-G-N-O-M-E.com slash coupon and use my coupon code Stephen45, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-4-5, $45 a month. It's $30 off. It's an incredible price. I hope you take advantage of it. It's an amazing service. Have a great one.